Here we go. So good morning. Today is the 13th of November in 2014, and I have on the line my distinguished colleague, Chumning Wang. Chumning and I, uh, we serve together on the um, Special Technical Community on Cloud Computing. I was chair, he was vice chair, and now he is the chair of the Special Technical Community community on cloud computing. Chumning is a professor at University of Stavanger. Did I pronounce that right? Yep, that's okay. very good. <laughs> yes, okay, good. Yes, and what is your position and what do you teach there? Uh, my position is uh, mainly a professor in the computer science, but uh, I'm also leading an innovation center called uh, uh, Center for IP-Based Service Innovation and uh, is uh, collaborating with IBM and uh, local energy company and uh, some others. And we do a lot of things uh, within cloud computing and uh, also big data actually. So we also have education program together with uh, Purdue University. It's uh, uh, actually uh, online course uh, that uh, both sides students taking the same course simultaneously. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Online yeah. education is really big right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you tell me about your research in cloud. And I know you're doing a lot with the IEEE. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, you mean the, the part with IEEE or the part we are doing in the projects? Uh... Let, let Do both. Pick one okay. and then, yeah. Yeah, so, so IEEE, so we are leading uh, this uh, special technical committee, as you mentioned earlier on. Uh, that's a platform that we're trying to uh, engage a lot of uh, members uh, through various activities among them. Uh, so uh, we have a very uh, popular so-called cloud links, which we select uh, uh, one article each month or each second month now on uh, a selected theme and uh, it was uh, big data in the last few themes and uh, in the future so we are focusing more on security and or, or other topics so right. that's featured uh, article yeah yeah we did um this month was coming out soon it's on cloud education mm. and um we were we're just able to offer four of the articles we picked four of them uh, for free and um, what we're trying to do with this with our our volunteer group is start um, some social networking around those articles where we can get a discussion going mm. on those articles so I'm hoping we actually can do that this month I'm going to try to do that um, yeah. so yeah that that's that it is it's very um, popular it goes out to over 5,000 people and um, just, uh, you know, the STC is interesting because it's different than other IEEE organizations. It's very informal, mm. and it's only run online. It's basically an online community, and anyone can join. You don't have to be an IEEE member. And it was the IEEE's attempt to move into social media and the less informal ways of exchanging information. And they give us support, and you know, as you can see, we have a website and so on. And um, so it's much less informal. Um, and the STC technically co-sponsors conferences too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's my second point. Uh, so we uh, uh, 
technical sponsor a lot of conferences. But uh, from the core team meeting last week, so we were just informed that uh, we will be able to sponsor, also financially sponsor conferences as well from New Year. Oh, that's a big move. So we will try to. Uh, investigate a little bit further on the procedure and stuff like that. Uh, so the, the, that, com the computer society would give you money to financially co-sponsor. Yeah, yeah. so wow, that, that's, that's the information awesome. people are receiving. Uh, so probably you will have more update in the next week meeting uh, with them. Oh, good. Yeah. So so that's yeah. very good news. Uh, we really want to use these uh, uh, venues, uh, I mean, conferences or online media, uh, social media, in a, in order to engage more people. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, the uh, the IEEE the the cloud computing initiative, which is now the cloud computing program. We also can sponsor, um, technically co-sponsor um, conferences with our logo because our logo is yep, different yep. than yours. We do it more as a exchange basis. Like you can use our logo if you give us a couple of complimentary, you know, entries into your conference, something like that. It's a little less, but the 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 co the financial co-sponsor is big because you'll get more. Conferences interested in you, yeah. But that's, um, that's, that's a responsibility because uh, if we financially uh, sponsoring it, then actually, if there's a deficit, so we have to find a way to cover it. For right. for the moment, when we have a zero budget from the beginning, is actually yeah, we have to right, 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 right. Yeah, we're, we're, I I understand. Yeah, that's a, a similar. It's thing. not a one-way yeah. street. <laughs> it's right, right, right. Yeah, now um, you also did, um, I was at a conference in Boston, which I missed your workshop, but you did an intercloud workshop in Boston. So tell me about that work and what, what, the, what is intercloud, what is it, and what are, what are the, some of the goals of that work? Yeah, the intercloud, the idea is that there are so many platforms out there today, the data are not exchanged between them or they are not talking to each other. So a lot of platform, uh, uh, they have the difficulty even for the format, the data format. So the idea is uh, building bridges between those systems so that uh, the system can talk to each other, can engage each other's resource, and should be able to run the things you own as a user. So not limited by whatever platform out there. So for example, take a very simple example. If you store things today, so you can store things at Dropbox, at, at, at maybe Google, and uh, or maybe one cloud from Microsoft. But however, if you store it on those platforms, actually there are different limitations. For example, the size of the file, actually there are many of them limited what's the maximum size you can have. So if you suddenly moving from one portal to another, they might not be possible due to the limitation. Oh, the, the APIs are totally different between Amazon and Google yep, and yep. Dropbox. They're, they're completely different, yeah. And so, that's, um, you know, no, like, zero, where I work, we're a user of those services. 
Mm. And um, our devices use those services. We'll scan something and then we'll want to put it up there. And we're not going to link ourselves to any one vendor. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. we need, we're very interested in that common API. Yeah. Um, so so the idea is finding common ground how to uh, be able to interact between those different platforms. And they have to have a way to exchange the format and so that uh, information can flow from one side to the other without the, this kind of a problem. Uh, but of course, uh, that's a big task. Uh, it needs us to, to do in a standardized way. And uh, there will be a lot of uh, push on the standard side. I mean, uh, right. Is, it, is there a standard being, there is a standard draft already, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I, I heard from Henry, yeah, uh, they, they are doing that. And they're also working on ontology side and uh, how to have different metadata so that they can be translated between the different platform. Uh, yeah. so, so they are building a test bed. Actually, that, that's a really big uh, ambition. But uh, they are working on that now. Uh, so all the university and, and the company that uh, participate in this intercloud, so they trying to uh, also contribute certain part of their platform as a, a test bed so that they can run different tests among those uh, platforms around the world. Yeah, you know what, um, for the cloud computing steering, the cloud steering committee and the cloud computing program, cloud computing initiative, we're very interested in um, doing work, this work because I, I've talked to you before, we're interested in mm. doing a Connectathon and mm. working on um, the Connectathon piece of mm. it. Um, let's see, someone is trying to join me and I can't figure out who is trying to join me. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> like I know there's more people trying to join me and I can't find out. Um, sorry, you guys, who's ever trying to join me. We'll hear this on the podcast. Um, so, um, yeah, um, but you guys are quite a bit away from having a Connectathon, right? You're, you're far, far, are you far away from yeah, that? Yeah, as far as the, the information I received, they're still, yeah, quite far away from, from what you want. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It's still in the concept uh, development uh, phase, yeah. Right, right, yeah. So, um, all right, yeah, that's really interesting. Now, what? Now, your the work that you're doing at your university. Um, do you have specific research you're doing in cloud, or is it is it related to the inner cloud work that you're doing? Uh, uh, actually, actually, more on the cloud service side. So we have, uh, for example, one European project together with uh, Hewlett Packard and uh, SAP, and, and many other partners in Europe. Uh, what we call is accountability for cloud. If you go for the web page, it's called A for cloud. A and then number four and then cloud.eu then you can get more information. The idea is uh, 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 how to uh, uh, ensure the information on the cloud. Uh, today, I mean, there are many encryption uh, scheme and things like that available. However, those are not serving the purpose of actually protecting the cloud. And uh, that's why they have the new uh, way, what we call a soft way to 
protect the cloud with so-called accountability. This is exactly what we are doing in our normal society as well. For example, you should not drink and drive. This is a rule, right? Right. But there are people that will still try to break the rule. So how can you actually try to catch those people? If they are caught, then they would be punished in certain way. So the same thing will happen here is that when we have a large amount of data running around in the cloud, and uh, so we will set up certain policy and rules what can be done and what should not be uh, do. Uh, what's legal, what's not legal, what's allowed, what's not allowed. And then we will have a system that monitoring uh, what, all the actions. So here again, so we are focusing on enterprise data. So this data uh, mainly belongs to the company. That's why uh, we can do a certain amount of uh, monitoring and 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 uh, and logging of uh, of actions. And then those actions will go against uh, uh, checking against uh, uh, some policy model automatically by the computer. And then we will do a checking if there are some violation, for example, identified, then. The, uh, the the party who is responsible will have to pay the certain penalty on that. So there, all the things will be legally binding by contracts and uh, and signed it, so so that we can have a certain way to track uh, back checking on on all those actions. So that's the whole idea of, about this project. And uh, you can get more information from this uh, web page uh, called aforcloud.eu. Yeah. How do you spell it? A for cloud. I already wrote it on the. Oh, you did. You wrote it on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me yeah, see. Yeah. I see it. A for cloud. Oh, I see yeah, it. Yeah. Number four. Me, yeah. Um, cloud.eu. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me take a look at it. Yeah. That that's really interesting. Um, because accountability actually now it is a, a part that identified by the NIST in their cloud model. So if you get the architecture from NIST on the cloud system, so besides uh, on the right hand side, you have a, a small column called security and privacy. However, on the left hand side, so suddenly appears something called the cloud auditor. The auditor part is exactly the things we are doing here is called accountability. So the accountability is also a word recognized in American uh, security uh, approval uh, system now. Uh, so it's not a simple security and privacy anymore. So there is also accountability. So that means if you break the contract, you break the rule, we will be able to trace it you back and then you will face the penalty for that. Yeah, this is fascinating because I think this is the first computing model I've seen where there's this kind of, you know, it, there isn't a lot of regulation on the internet. And, you know, we're always arguing and you know what happened in Europe with the privacy. That's big news here in the U.S. But um, the um, this is very interesting and it really puts... Um, it, it, there is a lot of talk in, in cloud about contracts, but now you're actually putting some meat behind the contracts. And I know a lot of cloud service providers today, they do have their own um, their own uh, penalties. Like if you look at um, Rackspace, say, and if they are down longer than point whatever yeah, yeah. it is, they, they will refund your money, whatever it is. But this is even more. This is actually puts 
legal yeah, yeah. and government. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, uh, actually, actually our team is very multidisciplinary. Uh, so we have lawyers. Uh, those lawyers team actually uh, from the University of London, they are the advisor to the European Commission on laws related to cloud. So, so they will be the lawyer team uh, interpreting all the laws and policies for us. And then we also have uh, different uh, uh, people from uh, auditing and they will helping us uh, to identify how to control those logging and, and uh, yeah. And uh, what's interesting is uh, actually we will build a lot of tools later on which should be made available through the, the, this web page. It's a European project, all of them will be public. Uh, uh, so those tools, uh, you can try it out and see if we, yeah, it can help. Oh, you. and I can see there's a huge group of companies in the about that are supporting mm. this work. Yeah. yeah. So do yeah. they, these companies, you get research money to work on the, on this with your students? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all, all the partners have to contribute our own part. Uh, but the European Commission also sponsor uh, or finance us a, uh, uh, in a large amount, I think we got uh, 10 million euros uh, from the funding. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really important um, and interesting. It's actually a little bit more with European countries than the United States. There are a few U.S. companies. Yeah, they they, they all they apply through the European office. Oh, they so, do. Yeah. Yeah. Europack yeah, UK. Not Europack. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, here, here's a question for you, like, given that you're in, you're in Norway and you've got, I know you travel all over the world mm. for conferences. Do you see, how do you see cloud computing? Like, I, I believe cloud computing is going to even out the world of computing and that there won't be as much dominance, say, in the United States or in the Western world. Mm. Um, do you, what do you see happening in cloud? Do you see any company, any country or any area moving, surging forward more with the technology and the use of the technology? Or do you see it, like, do you still see the United States as the United States ahead of the game here with Amazon and Google, although they're global companies now? But what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think uh, American has... Uh, uh, still has a lot of uh, advantage or, or the, the uh, uh, edge in those uh, technology side. Uh, because uh, actually I first touched upon the cloud computing when I was in Stanford 2009-2010 and the, the area around the Empower Autos actually is a I open up and a lot of things like uh, Facebook, Yahoo, Google, and uh, Apple. I mean, they, they all, VMware, they all have workshops, seminars around that. At the time, nobody else was uh, uh, hearing anything about cloud computing, uh, especially not at home. So I first learned Hadoop, for example, over there. And then later on, now it's one of the core technology. Uh, but of course, uh, uh, now the cloud computing is everywhere and a lot of countries are also catching up on that. Uh, one of the most noticeable is, uh, for example, China and uh, the recent launch of Alibaba, the, the stock uh, market uh, in uh, New York. This is also an example uh, because in China, actually, uh, the cloud computing become quite huge and everyone is using 
the cloud more and more now. Uh, just take an example, uh, for example, in Dropbox and uh, OneCloud, whatever, uh, this kind of a cloud storage system. In USA, we're using uh, still unlimited to certain amount. However, in China, there are many providers already providing like two terabyte, like Baidu, like the, the, uh, the, the uh, uh, what is it called, Tencent, uh, yeah. Uh, and they're offering two terabyte storage. Wow. That's uh, almost like unlimited amount of storage with them. So in a way, uh, the, I know that uh, in, in many Asian countries, I mean, uh, also Korea and Japan and Taiwan, and they are actually also moving forward to this kind of idea. In, in Taiwan, for example, I heard that they are actually allowing uh, uh, all the hospital there to hook up to each other, and then they will be providing the service through their own cloud platform. That, that was a, uh, presented by the minister during the cloud com, uh, conference in Taipei uh, a couple years back. So now, I recently, I also asked some uh, colleague from there, and they said actually, yeah, it's working uh, in all the hospital there. The economics of it is too attractive. Yeah. The economics is so attractive that um, these companies are doing it, but it is scary to have all that data about yourself yeah and that's what your kind of your work is is protecting against to make sure that you are protected it, it's really going to be interesting to see how all this moves forward it's with with um privacy issues um yeah, yeah well very wow that's interesting i don't think i've ever talked to you like this about your work um now just getting back to the stc this will be the last question um do you have any more? You guys did some webinars, and they were very popular. They, you had like a hundred. You you filled up, right? You had the yep, maximum yep. number. Are you doing any more webinars? Are you going to be planning those? Uh, the problem is of finding the proper speaker that willing to share that. Uh, so, and also, of course, we have to have the technical means uh, because. Uh, uh, last time we were in a fixed uh, environment, we were in Purdue at the time, and then we were able to run the go-to-meeting uh, on that part. Uh, uh, so if we, we would love to hook up with some conferences, for example, to uh, do similar things, but again, uh, the technical solution are still needed to be sorted out. Yeah. Oh, I see. So the go-to meeting, you needed the proper bandwidth and everything else. Exactly. Yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't run go-to meeting here and run a webinar from my desk. Right. It's yeah. like, it wouldn't work. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Well, we'll have to talk about that more on, offline because that was a popular thing. And I think we might be able to, mm. I'll, 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 uh, I'll do a little research. I do webinars for, with MIT and we get hundreds of people and I'll find out what platform they use and exactly. hey, maybe we can do one with them. So, um, well, listen, thank you very much. I'm going to stop the recording um, and then we'll, we'll talk. So thanks again for doing this and, um, I bet I'll have you back again next year. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to jump back, yes. Yeah, lots of interesting stuff.